then you actually calm yourself down, you calm your heart, you calm your mind, and then you actually shoot the ball. But that's just half, like, that's just quarter of the battle. The other three quarters as actually your posture, how you're actually setting up. And you know what's really cool is that I've been, I've been having a really hard time slicing the ball. So my ball's like going like completely just in the bush. I've lost a lot of balls this summer already. And <clears throat> this one thing is that I just changed my grip half an inch and it completely rectified this whole thing. And I'm like, man, that is so cool. I'm like, just one thing in my life that I can change changes the way I receive God and how I spread it out. You guys are getting it, right? <laughs> so, and then also the goal to attain is like to actually get to the end, right? So I want to start about, start talking about the heart. And you know what? I can speak like a thousand times and I'm always going to bring it back to this because it is so important and it's a, a part of our lives, every single one of us that we deal with all the time. Everybody's got issues, right? Yeah, cool. Thanks, George, for being super honest. <laughs> Everybody's got issues, and if you think that it's, you don't have issues, then you have issues. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> and there's always something that's going to be there, because we're never going to be perfection. Like, are you, are you, are you that close to perfection that you can't start, continue fixing something. And that's what I like about the, 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 the whole golf aspect, like t the swing. People are always talking, I've watched hundreds of videos on how to do a perfect swing, but everybody doesn't have a perfect swing. Even like the pros don't have a perfect swing. And that's what's, that just blows my mind because there's always aspects where you can actually work on. Even if it's just changing your hand, changing something, there's always something that you can work on. One of the things that I, I was soaking, a, like a, a few months ago, I was with Trevor and we were just soaking, and, and then God brought me to, I was just, I'm like, God, I'm just entering in. So I just walked through the door, and then all of a sudden I just saw myself in front of God. And something that he said was, I'm actually, I wrote it down just because I, I, it was a good stuff. It says, if you make blockages in your heart, how can I ever move or come out? How can I flow through? And I was like, uh -huh. yeah, of course. You know, like how, if I'm, if I'm not letting God into my heart and letting it flow out and I'm just building walls after walls after walls, how can I affect people around me with the presence that I have? I'm not letting anybody in through relationships. I'm not letting anybody in through just serving them or just loving them because I'm so pent up in my own, in my own little wall, in my little castle that I've built for myself. And I'm like, you know what? No one can attack me. No one can touch me. But you know what? I got God just for myself. <laughs> but you know what? God can't come in or come out. Right? And this is where, like where the healing of the heart comes in like so much. This is the, the, the best thing that you can do for your life. Even going through and dealing with ungodly beliefs and things that you speak over yourself that is not, does not line up with the truth that God sees in you or has spoken about, about you. 
One of the things that we've, like, uh, Lindsay and I had a pretty rough week, maybe about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I forget which one. One of the things that we did to actually, we felt that there was some blockages in our lives. We just felt, okay, there's something, something's not right. Something's not flowing. And one of the things that, like, I'll, I'll tell you a list. So if you guys are taking note, this is a list of the stuff that we did to actually break through that blockage. <clears throat> First is calm yourself down. Just actually, you know what, just cut out all the madness of, the, of your life and just sit there. We just put on some soaking music and just laid on the couch and we just, you know what, that's it. We just, like, we just completely surrendered ourselves to him. The next is to be vulnerable and to be honest with God. Saying, God, this is what's crappy in my life right now. God, I'm, I just feel like absolute garbage. I just feel like I, we can't continue. We just, we just feel like we're giving up. To be absolutely transparent with him. The next thing is that we ask where the open doors are. We ask where we, if, that there's things in our life that are actually affecting us. Asking God, he'll tell you if you just quiet yourself down and ask the spirit, hey, what, what's preventing us from entering in or what's preventing us just from flowing in your spirit? And when he tells you, is to actually repent for this. And a few things that came up was, the, the big thing was unthankfulness. And I'm like, God, we're like thankful all the time. And there's a difference between saying, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. But actually living your life like as a, a whole, like you're living your life in thankfulness. And having that posture of your heart. The next thing, I'll be touching this again. And Lindsay's actually going to be tag teaming today, which is awesome. So she'll come and uh, talk about this as well. Um, the, next, the next step is to receive the truth over you and your life. And that's just prophetic words that you've had. Things that align with you in the Bible. Like we are heirs of the kingdom. To believe otherwise is a lie. And to believe, oh, you know what, I'm not good enough, is a lie. And that does not align with the truth that God has for each and, one, each and every one of us. And that's the, that's the thing where I can stumble, you know what, I'm not good enough, I don't think I could do this, or I don't think I could do this. <clears throat> that's, uh, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? That's a lie, yeah. I was going to say something else, but <laughs> I remembered where it was. <laughs> the next <laughs> The next thing is speak, speak it over your life. So if you're, if you're saying, like, if the lie has been, you know what, I'm not good enough, well, God has redeemed you. You are deeply rooted in love. You are good enough. And start speaking that over your life. That's what we, were, we, that's what we started to do is, like, you know what, God, we are thankful. We are so thankful in what you're doing in our lives, where we are, like what we are doing. And just start speaking life over your life. Speaking life over the, 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 uh, the matters that, are, that you're dealing with. Speak life over everything. And then I just, like, I know there's breakthrough. And then you start to allow to fill, allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up with joy, peace, and love. And just allowing just the Holy Spirit to say, like, and you just say, come, come and fill us up. Come and fill the hole that, like, that has left in my heart and just not let that come back. Amen? So the heart, we have to be thankful. 
in uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, it says, Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy. For his fountain of mercy has given us new life. We are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish, never be defiled, and never diminish. Amen. Amen. Like, how exciting is that? Cool, I find it exciting. <laughs> and this is where we start living in thankfulness. We are heirs of the kingdom that can never perish, that can never be defiled, and can never diminish. God loves you no matter what. For real. And this becomes a part of your worship, saying thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for putting me where I am. And thank you just for just blessing us, blessing this church, blessing our families, blessing just people around us, blessing our jobs. And you start speaking this life, you start speaking it, and it actually just, boom, it starts to manifest in your life. Uh, that's happened so many times where <clears throat> I used to work in a music shop, and if sales were down, I would just sit there and just start releasing favor in the, in the place, releasing peace and releasing favor. And like, honestly, for three, I was there for three years and seven months. And for three years and six months, I was the top sales guy, like over, I think 10 other guys. And it was just like, I knew that like people would say like, Oh man, I don't know what's, what's with you, but like people come in and just throw money at you. I'm like, well, that's just favor, man. Favor, you know? And I wasn't shy to, sh to, to tell them that. And we had, um, a lot of chaos going on just in the background and I would release peace in in the store, and then people who did not have peace would actually freak out a little bit and then leave. It was, it was really funny. It happened so many times. There's like um, a guy who was just like always like, oh, just absolutely crazy. And I would start, like I was just sitting in the front counter and be like, you know what, God, let's just release peace in this place. This is a peaceful place. This is where I own this place. This is who I am. I own this place and start releasing peace. And then people would just be sitting on their desk, leave and then actually go downstairs because they couldn't, they felt the peace of God in the place. They felt the favor of God in the place. And it was really funny. I would switch stores and wherever I would go, the store would actually profit more. And it wasn't me. Like I, I was not a salesperson before I started. I didn't like to talk to people, period. And it was just, I'm like, God, just show me what to do. And actually like, tell me how to sell to people and just father, just release favor over my life in this. And it was just a night and day difference. And I just felt it every time I would go in, I, I felt, oh man, my sales are a bit thin this week. Just release favor, boom, and that and happened. I would speak life over my job. Another thing we need to be thankful for is adversity. Stuff that happens in your life that is not the best, you know, but we still have to be thankful for it because it's a place where we can grow. And we need to be thankful for those, those times where you can actually run to God right away and say, like, God, please help me. 
please help me. And, and then God will show you how to navigate through all the thick and thin stuff that's going on in your life. And it's, um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Bill Johnson, I was listening to something about, him, uh, about this, and he said, you won't be trusted with praises until you uh, trust God with um, something like, uh, I forget what it is. <laughs> forget that, never mind. <laughs> You won't be trusted with praises if you don't trust God when it's going bad. That's paraphrased. He has it so well, eloquently, you know. <clears throat> Anyways. I should have wrote it down. <laughs> so we, we, need to, we need to have room in our lives for adversity so that we can actually grow. A lot, a lot of times when you're like seeds and stuff like that, they need to break through. There needs to have a push through to actually grow. There's a time where we actually have to be rubbed steel on steel to actually grow. And that's something that, that we need to be thankful for. And also uh, an, another hard posture is like the identity. Who made you? And this is what Lindsay, Lindsay says this often, is that, is that you become what you behold. And you need to set your mind to things above. And this is what's so amazing. If you start to look at yourself as someone who's not important, that's what you're going to become. If, when, I'm playing, when I'm playing golf, and if, if I'm focusing on the bush a lot, I'm just focusing on the trees, nine times out of ten, I'm hitting those trees. If I'm focusing, my dad can attest, um, hole number two has water between you and the green. My dad, we've been out nine times or ten times. He has not made it to the green yet. But we're on a different hole, and he can hit the green because there's no water there. So if you start focusing, and then we, we joke about this. My dad's like, I hate this hole. I hate this hole. I'm like, well, and he's like, why can't I do that on the other hole? You know, like he hits it nice and far. And then, but if you start focusing on the adversity and start focusing on the lies of the enemies putting in your life, that's what you're going to become. Instead of focusing on things above, focusing on the kingdom, focusing on who God says you are, that's what you're going to become. You're setting your eyes, you're setting your eyes on things above, not on things below. Amen? And this is where the inheritance comes in. The inheritance is God's belief in you. The thing is that God has so much faith in us. We have faith in him, but God has faith in us to actually start looking into heaven and actually start working in what he's actually called us, working in this inheritance that he's given us, spreading the word, spreading his spirit, spreading his love around. But like, he's always there. Even if you think you're not there, he's there with you. And this becomes where we have to move into the posture part of your heart, where we are and where we're going. This is where the thankfulness really comes into play. We had, um, <clears throat> when we, we had that, that session, Lindsay and I, we, were, we went to heaven just going through the blockages. Um, unthankfulness came up and I was like, I was kind of baffled a little bit. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? But I had never thanked God for bringing us to Winnipeg. Living that truth. You know what, God, I'm so thankful for us to be in Winnipeg. You know what, like, it's going to be six years we're, we're here now, like in Manitoba, which is, blows my mind. It's gone by so fast, but you know, like, I have to repent. 
I'm sorry that I've never been thankful for being able to minister here. I've never been thankful. I'm like, oh, thanks God for bringing us out of wherever we were and then just doing that. But I've never been thankful to actually minister to people or thankful to be able to play drums, worship, like lead worship, being thankful just to be able just to, to be in this position where we are now and being in Winnipeg. And I was just driving. I was like tearing up. I'm trying to, it looks like it was raining outside, but it was just raining in my face. And it was just like, I was just like so, so sad that I had never experienced that before. And no one has ever, like, I've never heard it, heard this before, but just being thankful for where you are, but actually being thankful, being legit thankful and having that gratitude. You know what, God? Thank you for bringing me to Winnipeg. Thank you for all of you that are here. Thanks, thanks for letting me stand up here and talk to you guys today. And actually living that in your life and just being in that flow all the time, being thankful. You know, like being thankful to being able to play guitar. Thankful for being, like having a, a job where I can be creative. Thank you. Like, it never ends. It never ends. Thank you for having great parents, you know? <laughs> And this is where, like, thank you guys for letting me serve here. And just to have that idea of just, like, thank you, God, for, for putting me where I am. And you know what? That brings into, like, that brings into account intimacy as well. Where you're like, thank you, God, for having intimacy with me. Like, how awesome is that, that the God of all creation wants to have a relationship with you? He's not some faraway dude that just like has, has done some stuff and then we have to come in religiously and be like, oh, I'm never going to get to heaven if I don't do this or do that, do this. But he actually wants to sit down with you and have a heart to heart with you. He wants to pour himself into us. He wants to pour our love, his love into our hearts. And I'm like, God, thanks. <laughs> like, man, this is awesome. There's a, an office quote that really affected us one time. It was like, what, what's the office quote, Sam? I'm blanking again. I wish there was a way that we could have known that this was the good old days before we left them. So when, when he said that, it was like the, almost the end of the episode of the last episode of the series. And when we said that, I was like, man, that's crazy. How can we... That's where thankfulness comes into effect, where you're actually thankful that May 26th of 2019 that I'm standing here in front of you guys. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to be here. And just to know that this is the good old days, that we can think back, man, that was an awesome time. And just to keep that going and keep, not, not, not to live in the days, but to, know, to be thankful for the time that you are in right now. And also a posture of thankfulness, but there's also a posture of humility, where it is to love your neighbor. He, we love because he loved us first. And when you're in a relationship with someone, I'll um, give an example, a relationship with, uh, with Lindsay. If I'm going to love her, I'm going to want to spend time with her. I'm going to want to do stuff for her. I want to, like, just to tell her that I love her, right? And not being like... I love her, and just not pay attention to her at all. 
And that's where, as soon as you start loving someone, having a relationship with them, you do want to do stuff for them. You want to be there for them when their times are tough. You want to be present for them and be in their lives. And that's where it's a posture of humility is. It's actually wanting to serve because you love. And God's called us to love one another like we love ourselves. And actually just do stuff to people that we'd love to, for them to do for us. Yeah. Anyways. I thought it was good. Amen. And one thing, too, is that if you're, if you're just serving someone, just to serve them, but there's no love, that, that translates as being a slave. You're just doing something because you have to. Because you're afraid that this person's not going to like you if you're not doing stuff for them, or how you're acting, or if I'm performing well at my job, oh no, this is a, the person's not going to like me. I had to deal with that. Like one of um, my communication um, languages is being a doer, and being a doer is you need to get affirmation from your boss. If not, you don't think you're doing, you're performing well. And that's something where I, be, I was like, okay, whole, pre, whole like, hold it for a second, like this is an, an identity issue that I'm having and actually having to go through that and saying, you know what, if I do my job, I do my job, but I can't start being a slave under this. Anyways, this brings me to my next point, which Lindsay is going to be coming and talking. <coughs> yeah, so Eric just asked me to share the the testimony of those steps that he was talking about, what we took very recently. So it was right after the Justin Abraham conference, and we were feeling like really fired up after that. And we were on the drive down, we were going to see our family in Ontario, and I was like, man, just while we're driving, I'm like, 17 hours drive. I don't agree with that. We should be able to like bend time. So I just like, I just was like, yeah, God, I just go into you, and I'm above the elements, and I just bend time right now. And then it ended up, we had a time miracle. So Eric, like, not even five minutes later, he's like, how are we in Kenora? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, it just doesn't add up how we were in the center of the city, and the amount of time it took was like, how much less than an hour and some that we were early all of a sudden. So I was like, oh yeah, okay, we're bending time now. So then we get home and we just had a really great trip. We saw God move in other areas. <laughs> and uh, so we were feeling really fired up. And as soon as we came back to Winnipeg, I don't know what happened, but it was like a spirit of hopelessness just hit Eric first. He came back first and it was like hopelessness, despair. And then I came back a day later, and as soon as I came in, like, into Winnipeg, I felt that same feeling. And we were discouraged for a couple days. And then all of a sudden, as fast as you can like snap your fingers, all of our finances depleted. And we were both working, we were both doing pretty well financially, and it just seemed like everything got sucked away in an instant. And we instantly went into panic mode. We're gonna have to find a second job right away. We're like, we don't know how we're gonna buy food for the next week. Like it was like, it looks so desperate. And we actually let ourselves go a whole 24 hours of <laughs> for sure of just like, woe is me and this is horrible and what's happening, God? And what's like, did we get cursed? You know, all that stuff. But then all of a sudden we were like, okay, we have a choice right now. 
We can let ourselves wallow in this and be powerless, or we can just do what we always do and just push into him. So we sat down one night, and guys, we weren't feeling it. You know, sometimes it's like when your miracles are happening and all this good stuff is coming, it's easy to just push into him. We were not feeling that, but we pushed against the feeling. So we both laid down on the couch and put some soaking music on, and we are both like shifting and stuff. And Eric was like, why are you moving? And I'm like, I have this pain all down my side here. And he's like, I'm moving too, because I have the same pain down the same side. And I'm like, okay, the enemy's trying to destroy us. It's super obvious. So we know we need to push in right now. And so we just went in and we did those steps. Like people talk about going to the courts and Sometimes pushing into, like, going to the courts of heaven can seem so daunting, or how do I get this right? But it was that, that simple step, calm yourself down, quiet yourself before the Lord. So we did that, just let our heart just begin to open, and then we started pouring out our feelings quietly to ourselves. God, man, this is so hard right now. I don't see a way out. Oh, tell me what's wrong. Tell me what blockages are in our lives. Tell me if there's any open doors that were, it was just allowed this to happen right now. And that first thing came up, and I just said it right away. I'm like, Eric, I just saw unthankfulness and ungratefulness. That's so weird, because we always say, thank you, God, this is amazing, or like, yeah, we're having a great time. Like, but, but living in that position of thankfulness wasn't something that we were doing. So we repented, and in Matthew 5 it says, agree with your accuser quickly. Don't allow the, like, your, your open doors or something to linger. Agree with the, the accuser loves to accuse, but just agree with him quickly and repent for those things, because it's going to get so much better really quickly when you do. So we saw a couple other things. Uh, fear came up, and uh, slander came up. And even in our hearts in the moment, we were like, us? Slander? <laughs> like, we're so nice to everyone, and we're really honoring. But I saw that we were agreeing with curses. We were agreeing with things that were said about other things or other situations or other people. And that was slander. And in the same time, we were agreeing with what the accuser was trying to speak a lie over our situation. You're, you're always going to struggle with money. Even when you think you're doing good, you're always going to end up doing bad again. So we were agreeing with those curses. So we just started repenting one thing after another. We're sorry, God. Change our way of thinking. And then we just asked him, like, we received the truth over our lives. Father, what have you said about our finances? What have you said about our situation of like being full of hope, being full of life, being full of prosperity? We had a prophetic word years ago that the wealth of the like wicked or the unsaved would be coming into our lives and that business people, we would give them strategy and they would release money over us. So I'm like, we have these words over our lives of prosperity and blessing. So then we just started to pull on them. We are like, God, what are you saying? And he was reminding us, you're going to prosper. Everything I have is yours. You can come in and enjoy a feast on the abundance of my house. Everything, just like scripture and stuff. So we started to speak it out. What was the next thing? Declare the truth of what he says. And then after we did that, we ended up just having a blast. We were like laughing. And then when the joy comes, you're like, why did I ever doubt? Like, why was I being so stupid? <laughs> but sometimes it's just that door. We just allow 
our circumstance, like Eric said, you look at the water instead of focusing on the green, the truth of what God says, and you allow, we allow ourselves to be impressed with our circumstances. And that's something we have to stop doing. God is the one that we should be just totally focused on. He impresses us with the solution. He impresses us with the truth of his goodness over our lives. So we were just laughing, and I was like, oh, man, I'm just seeing this angel dance. Like, we were just having such a great time. And immediate financial breakthrough came for us. But even better than that, we just went a week of being so full of joy. And me and Eric laugh all the time, but we were like, oh, God is so good. Like, we were so full of joy. And uh, yeah, we just lived the rest of that week just of practicing thankfulness. It was such a key. Thankfulness and honor really unlocks a lot of things in our lives. What we value will manifest in our lives. So if you honor and you're thankful for something, that really opens up to you. Yeah. I was really enjoying sitting there. It was good. You know, what's really funny is like, as soon as we repented for stuff, both of our legs just completely healed, like instantly. It was like something was attacking us and we, we couldn't sleep at all. Like, like we had a hard time sleeping. I thought, I'm like, man, I must have slept all crooked and stuff. But no, we both had the same leg, same pain. It was, it was nuts. Anyways. Finally, the, the, last, the last part of this is to actually reach the goal. And in Isaiah 40, verse 1, it says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And it's to actually rest and knowing who God is and what he's able to do and who God is in your life and what he sees in you and what he sees about you and what like just in any situation like what you were saying about just any situation around us, what is God saying about that? And rest and know that God has everything under control. And it's to know where he is. Also that God never changes. Amen? It says in Isaiah 40, verse 4 and 5, it says, Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of God will be revealed, and all the people will see it together. That's what's like amazing. Have you ever been in the forest, like deep forest and stuff like that, and come into a clearing where all of a sudden you actually see where you actually are in the area? Because a lot of times you're just so focused on the tree in front of you, you don't know what's going on. But having knowledge that God has has you in his hands and has you in his heart is like walking through the bush and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in the clearing and you can see for miles around you. And just to know that he never changes. In Ephesians 3, 16 and 17, sorry, 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. That's us. May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through the spirit of your inner self, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith, and, and may you, having been, uh, been deeply rooted and secured, securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints the width, the length, and the height, and the depth of his love. So my prayer today is for us just to actually start getting to know how much God actually loves us 
and it's going to take us our whole life and we still won't know because it's that huge. Amen. Amen. I have one thing that I want to read. This is where the, this is a, a Lindsay quote, and she wrote this out while taking a bath or something like that. She just <laughs> says, "She has already forgiven, and I can choose to receive it or to not receive it. He has redeemed me, and I can choose to live unredeemed. He made me a son, and I could choose to live like an orphan. He always speaks over me, and I could choose not to listen." My reaction or denial of him doesn't change who he is and what he gives freely. Underlying all of his character and love and goodness is my key to freely open the door, and that's my free will. The choice not to walk through that door is the condition to my not receiving what he has for me. And still, even when I don't receive him, it is upon me. No matter what you do, everything that God's given you is always on you, all the time. And it's our choice to say yes. And that's why our yes is so important. And it's so powerful saying yes to God.